Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are, uh, End Times Friday, and this is uh, a cool day because it's a day after Thanksgiving uh, that we're broadcasting this, and uh, we're excited for that. Hope everybody's enjoying and has enjoyed their uh, time with Thanksgiving, and I'm sure they're still a little bit on holiday, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and if they're anything like us, that goes straight into Christmas now. All the it. Christmas decorating, the go. trees go up, the lights go on. And festive fun is to be had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at our house, uh, because uh, Linda, uh, and that's you know one of my personal favorite uh, holidays as well, is that we've uh, we've had our house decorated already for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we do is we leave our uh, dining room uh, and our living room, which happen to be next to each other. Um, we have a we do have a tree that's sitting there, and in, in, uh, we have a kind of a circle area there, but it's it's still fall. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's still Thanksgiving. But that's the only part of your house fall. that but is still fall. <laughs> everything, everything else is already uh, Christmas. And uh, Linda has a uh, this this uh, wonderful college student uh, that is a a person that uh, helped comes and helps her decorate. Oh, that's uh, fun! And she loves it, and she's and she gets paid for it. So that's some in- income for her. Uh, but she is a, a great helper to Linda, uh, so that it's not on you know Linda's back. And I, I set up all the trees. Uh, right. which is uh, always interesting. And I, and there's one, we have, <laughs> we have a 12 foot tree. Oh, do uh, you really? That is massive. Oh, that's so fun. Um, and it's so massive that um, I have to have help to put it up. So we have a, a guy that helps us. Uh, Does that go in your main, your main, main family, family room, room there? Right in front yeah. of the, right in front that's of the a picture, great spot picture, for picture that. window. <laughs> and it's so tall and so heavy that uh, at the top of it, we have to have turnbuckles to attach it to the wall so it doesn't fall over. Right. Um, that's that's so, how we, so we don't have space to have our ceilings are not that high to do the really tall. We can get like a 10 foot in our family room mm-hmm. and that's as far as we can go with it. But we have learned over the years because we have lost trees to this, to anchor it. We'll anchor it to the windows. Sometimes we'll anchor it. We'll put a kettlebell at the bottom and just strap it down so that that doesn't. But we have lost our share of trees yes, yes. by not anchoring them. And and like you guys, it sounds like if there is so uh, most of our trees are 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 um fake, whatever you yeah. call them in the rest of the house, but the family room tree and the one that goes by the pool are both real. Oh, we go cool. cut them down cool. and enjoy that. And we are of the vein of the fattest tree that we can possibly find the fullest thing. And so it weighs a ton. It takes up some serious space and it has to be anchored down just like yours. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. When we were, uh, <laughs> we were first married, um, and we had our, our little uh, daughter, um, and so we went out and cut, and, and it was it was going to cut cut a tree down. So you know, and, and you go out in the into the forest, we cut a tree, um, and I bring it home, <laughs> and, um, and it was so fat and so big <laughs> that when I set it up, it com- consumed the room. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> There wasn't anywhere to sit because I, I had made it. I had, you know, and when, it, when I was out outside, it looked, well, that looks fine. You it know? didn't seem that big, so, right? Um, so, I, <laughs> so uh, well, that isn't going to work because it's a nice tree, but we couldn't get in the room, literally. So I had to take it back out. I can remember cutting it off. Uh-huh. So I had to only, you know, instead of having a, you know, like an eight or nine foot tree, <laughs> we had a six foot tree because I, right. had, I had to cut off the top You had to it make it fit. To make it, make it fit. So that was, that was always funny. That's uh, awesome. But yeah, we have a, we have a good time. I think you have nine trees, Linda, and I have nine trees. We and, do. <laughs> uh, they're all up. 
uh, and all they're all decorated in every bedroom, and, you know, wow. and the, we have yeah. the kids come, and, and and we talked. I think we talked Wednesday about tradition a little bit, and mm-hmm. one of the traditions is uh, the kids come over, and in their room, it's decorated for Christmas. They have their own right. or, they have their own ornaments uh-huh. uh, that we've kept, and we then put put it on the tree for them, and it's it's unique, special to them, and they. We've even asked them, you know, uh, do you guys want us to, you know, put up the tree in your room? You know, like, are you kidding me? Of course we want you to <laughs> put that tree up, you know, so it's, it's kind of fun. So That's fun. That's so uh, fun. So as we're, uh, you know, talking about the end times, uh, we've uh, discussed the sequencing of things. Uh, interesting. I had a really interesting discussion. Um, I was at a board meeting this week and had a really interesting discussion with uh, one of the board members uh, about he was talking about the end times and mm-hmm. uh, the question was about how do we how do we approach this because uh, he said I, I can I can kind of see a lot of the signs that seem right. like they're there and you know is it is it really coming and mm-hmm. how do I approach that and then he, he had this really and there's some tension in living in that space of of what you do with all exactly, of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, uh, he asked me this question. Uh, he said, "My kids, and by the way, they're 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 uh, now adult kids, mm-hmm. 21, 24, 26. Um, right. He says they're 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 a little bit aware of this, mm-hmm. um, and we've had some discussions about um, you know maybe it's the end and maybe Christ is returning and." Um, he said, their question to me was, if this is so, mm-hmm. then that means I'm never going to live life. Mm. I'm not going to have the experiences of a full life. I'm going to get, you know, either raptured or, or, or taken up. Right. Uh, and, uh, and, and the end isn't going to be pleasant per se. So that means I may never actually fulfill all of life. He said, what do I say to them? Right. Um, I said, I said, well, two things. Um, one, the great question, by the way. Uh, one uh, is that um, eternity um, is going to be a very progressive place. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, there's a new heaven and a new earth, and it's physical, and the fulfillment of life will still actually go on. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, number two is that. Uh, remember when Christ comes, which is what we're going to get to here in the in the next uh, couple of weeks, next, next couple of sessions, is called the millennium. Mm-hmm. The millennium is uh, returning back to this earth and functioning as leaders, participators with the life of the one, the physical humans that are here. Um, and right. we'll have and our, see, I think that's not actually taught a whole lot about, I, no. I think we've, we've been taught a lot about rapture. We've been taught a lot about watching the signs. We have not, at least personally in my background, have not learned much in terms of millennium. So I think right. that's going to be really interesting. It's going to be, go it's going to be really important. And uh, that's the source of a little bit of this question that you have. And here. that, um, I said, so, uh, you know, if you're, if your son, let's say he's never been to Paris, mm-hmm. well, I would have liked to have experienced it. Guess what? He will. Mm. Uh, in the millennium, you will. Uh, we're going to be able to go there uh, and experience the, the beauty and the wonder. And it'll be the physical place hmm. with physical human beings. And we get to participate with that and experience that. So actually, they will. And then I said, uh, remember that the future of anybody mm-hmm. uh, in, ter- uh, in terms of their eternal place is uh, based upon uh, their desire to follow God's will. Now, right. if you receive Christ, you're eternally set. You will be with Christ in eternity. That's absolute, hundred mm-hmm. percent. You don't lose it. You know, you can't kind of get it and not get it. No, you're if you're if you're born again, mm-hmm. you're born again. You know, you right. you're you're there. Uh, but then, uh, and Paul goes into this in uh, Corinthians. Uh, your rewards, your place, your enjoyment of heaven is based upon your letting Him build the foundation and then you follow mm-hmm. him with with the will and, and I said so your kids 
I said, right now, uh, their two biggest questions, which he, he said, yeah, this is right, is what kind of work do I do? Mm-hmm. And then who should I marry? Mm-hmm. I said, that's their, at the moment, as they review uh, preparation or things that God might be saying, they still are called to live life. Right. And do what? Well, follow God's will and take those two big questions and pursue uh, where would you have me enjoy my work? Mm-hmm. Um, and then who do you want me to enjoy it with? Uh, right. And I said, keep going there. Because your place in the millennium, for example, mm-hmm. is, is and, and I said, it's not, it's not going to be based on our skills. It's going to be based on our faithfulness to God's will. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. And your enjoyment and your fulfillment and where you, where you spend your energy is going to be based upon following God's will, which we know, by the way, includes what? Work mm-hmm. and relationships. Interesting. Uh, it's really interesting. So based on that, would you say like, as you're wrestling that out with, with your children, especially older children, but, um, that like unfulfilled promises. So let's say if, if, you know, if the rapture came tomorrow yeah. and there are things that God has promised, is it accurate to say that unfulfilled promises that God has spoken will then take place in the millennium? Well, it'll be, um, <laughs> it'll be uh, translated to a different dimension okay. uh, and how that looks. So that um, we know, for example, um, in heaven, it says there's not marriage mm-hmm. in heaven. Um, uh, there's, there's a different relationship. Now, it doesn't say you don't have intimacy mm-hmm. uh, with those. So that uh, fellowship is going to be an important part of eternity and it's going mm-hmm. to be there's going to be an intimacy and a joy to that intimacy that isn't fully described exactly what does that look like other than it will be there so like okay. an unfulfilled promise let's say your your daughter is yeah um, my promise is for you to get married mm-hmm. and the end comes and they're mm-hmm. not married yet there, there's going to be a intimacy and a, and a fellowship in heaven that they will experience. Mm-hmm. So the fulfillment of the essence of that, it'll just be different because why? Well, you're not physically on earth. Right. Uh, you're in a new dimension. Oh, that's interesting. Fulfilling okay. that. Um, your work, for example, uh, your work's going to be great. Uh, or I have you geared toward... Um, like I know your daughter Anna is going to go to college and okay what do I do and your kids what do I do mm-hmm. um, and let's say the they're headed in that direction mm-hmm. and the rapture comes and the end comes and they never get to fulfill that right well guess what that work will be carried on in, in eternity they're going to do they're going to do work that's going to fulfill them mm. in the syncing up of who they are based upon their soul, which goes into eternity. So that, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, my, my role is, as, as I, ever since I was a graduate of MBA, mm-hmm. um, I've been involved in um, leadership and strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I've learned that it's better if I follow God's strategy than mine. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've, I've learned how to receive that and use the gift that I have mm-hmm. to enjoy, you know, leading that. Um, well, I know I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to be in the millennium. I'm going to be mm-hmm. a player in the millennium. Guess what? God will say, well, this is who your soul is. I'm going to have you keep doing that mm, uh, interesting. in the, in the uh, uh, millennium. And now it'll be different because... Um, I won't, there will be, interesting enough, I'll have uh, uh, a lot of limitations that I currently have will be re- uh, removed. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, like, so I won't have to get on an airplane. Uh, <laughs> if I want to go to, hey, I'm going to have a meeting in Paris, I'll be there. Like right now, I'll be right there. Uh, I'll go right through the wall, just into the meeting. You know, here we go. Um, and interesting enough, my dynamic will be with people. Because mm-hmm. that's who's here during the millennium. I mean, so it's... It's really interesting. So That's your kids, so, yeah. so, so your kids that are in learning that, going toward that, 
they, they already see this is, and this is part of the beauty of God's life, is think of Anna, think of, uh, of uh, Joshua and Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, their questions, what does my career look like? Right. That's a that's an important question. That's and a, a big and, question and, for them all. Yes. And everybody has it all the interesting enough all the time. Yeah. So that okay, I got here. I know, like your like your son Joshua. Well, he's already involved in something. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that's the end of it. Right. It's like okay, well, what's next? Uh, where do I move from here? And it's always that way. So with your kids who are saying, um, uh, I would like to know. Uh, what that looks like. Okay, now here, two things. One, God already knows the answer to that. Mm-hmm. I already know the answer to that. Uh, and that's why he says, do you have a heart to follow me and let me give you the absolute best? Mm-hmm. You can short circuit it if you want to. And they can say, okay, I'm going to decide. I'm going to go do this. I'm taking this. I'm going to compromise this because I'm going to make money. Isn't that a good idea? And God said, well, if you'd have walked with me, I would have given you an exceptional place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's always about, do you have a heart to go? And then let me do it. I already know the answer to that. And it doesn't, it's not, and this is what's cool. It's not limited to this physical place. It'll be, if, if I already know the answer to that, because I'm syncing it up mm-hmm. with your soul. When you go into eternity, particularly as we go to this next place of, of the millennium, I'm going to sync that up with who you are. I'll get you to where you're going to go, even if you didn't get there here. It's, oh, interesting. It's, it's really, That's it's, cool. It's really interesting uh, because, uh, uh, and this is why God says, uh, if, you delight, if you delight in me and I delight in you, I'll give you what? The desires of your heart. The desires of your heart, okay, right. Okay, now what is that? Well, that's the essence of who you are mm-hmm. um, and what I've made you to be because, hey, Anna, I've already created you mm-hmm. to have fulfillment in work that looks like this. And mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not go do it anyway. It's I'm going to give you what syncs up with your soul. Why? Because that's how I made you. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what? That's eternal. Because our soul works in eternity. And, and by the way, work and relationship is into eternity. It, it continues. Right. So that it's really it's really pretty cool. That's uh, fascinating. So yeah. we had we had this great discussion. So it was, you know, encourage them, mm-hmm. uh, tell them to uh, don't ignore, and say I don't care about if we're supposed to watch the signs or if things are, are giving me instruction, mm-hmm. but at the same time encourage them not to stop living life. Right. Uh, keep seeking God's will. Keep processing truth because it's interesting enough. Uh, see, we tend to think, uh oh. If the end is here, then the end is at the end is the end. Interesting mm-hmm. enough, it's the end of the way the earth is functioning, which is what under the control of Satan, because Satan right. Satan is locked up now. By the way, he's loosed a little bit during at the end of the millennium, but millennium is with sinful people who have to receive mm-hmm. Christ. But Christ and us are physically here, so it's pretty easy to receive Christ, mm-hmm. and there's no demonic anywhere Mm. they're gone so they're going to live a life not perfect interesting enough because why they're sinful people they still have the flesh guess what every day they have to do what deny self learn to follow god's will now it'll be real easy because think about if you already around you Mm -hmm. had uh uh let's say, uh, the spiritual dimensions of people that, that you've known and have died. Mm-hmm. And they're back sitting next to you right now. Right. And they said to you, um, let me help you with understand God's will. Mm-hmm. It would be, you would say, well, sure. <laughs> why, why wouldn't I? You know, because um, it's, it's, it's going to be, in other words, it's going to be a lot easier in that next millennium for people to follow God's will because hmm. we're all going to be around to assist them in doing that. Right. And by oh, the way, that's cool. And, and we know something. God's will is best and none better. <laughs> so, right. you know, what right. do you follow? So uh, as we, you know, put this together, it's this interesting tension of pay attention, uh, listen. And, and the one thing I did discuss with him was 
you know, think about, because uh, I, I read to him, interesting enough, I read to him Revelation uh, 1, mm-hmm. 1 to 3, which you, right. and I, which you and I have read. Uh, actually, let's read that again, if, we, if you have it. Re- sure. read, re- read Revelation uh, th- uh, 1, 1 to, 3, 1 to 3. Let me just pull it up. And it's a reminder of, of right. the instruction. Go ahead. Yeah, it says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave, to, gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and keep what is written in it, for yeah. the time is near. Yeah. Um, so I read that to him. And I said, blessed are you when you hear it, mm-hmm. excuse me, when you read it aloud. So you got to do it, do it with your family. Right. Uh, do it with your group. Hear it mm-hmm. and pay attention and follow what, what instruction I have. The time is near. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I said, so think of the uh, people that read that. Um, and, you know, it, in 90 A.D., and in 150 uh, AD and 250 AD and, you know, 1850 AD, mm-hmm. uh, they'd say, well, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's near to me. <laughs> it doesn't seem that near, right. Uh, right. And I said, well, the definition of God and near is different. Um, and I said, what, what do you think would be the reason that you might be in this yes, but not yet? Even in your lifetime, why would he have mm-hmm. you? Pay, have, why would he have you pay attention to that? Um, and and he, probably, he thought about that, and you know, I'm not sure. And um, uh, well, there's got to be his his answer. Well, there's got to be truth mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to receive about this. That's important for my life now. I right. Said, I said yes. Um, I said the healthy understanding of why we're supposed to pay attention to the end is that what is it describing? It's describing the activity of Satan mm-hmm. that is moving with a goal of, of overrunning and overruling the entire earth so that there's no believer here, no, no Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and the world now is truly owned by, controlled by, and forever run by Satan. Mm-hmm. He still has that goal. Um, okay, so what, what is this all about? It's saying, well, first of all, do you understand that? Yes. And therefore, do you understand the world is characterized by that today? Mm-hmm. When he says it's near, he, the, the elements of what's going on with uh, what the end looks like are, are happening today. Right. And you have an enemy and you have a destructive world and you have an enemy that's trying to thwart my will. He says, when you start to understand that, um, you start to realize, well, then I need to pay attention mm-hmm. to what? God's will in the place of a very difficult place. Ultimately, right. it's going to be really, really severe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, during history, there can be periods of severity, or in my personal life, there can be peri- periods of severity. Pay attention and receive right. these things that I'm showing you into your life today. And that's why I say to people, uh, I, th- I think it's important to stay to the end times. And because of the signs mm-hmm. that we can observe, Israel returning, the one world government now becoming uh, almost a, a goal of, right. of people around the world, uh, that COVID you know, kind of set that up. Um, we can see certain things happening. Are we headed that way? Could be. But even if we're not, we need to understand, well, the, the thing I need to do in my life is to really follow God's will and let him instruct me at all times, which could be, I want you to prepare this way. I want you to do this. I mm-hmm. want you to have fellowship. Don't worry that you can't go to these restaurants anymore. I'm going to have you do it in a different right. way. Uh, so Don't you think there's it's really, also, go ahead. oh, God. No. Don't you think there's also an element there um, that is, all about living with eternity in mind, yes. you know, just like, you know, I think about, you know, I, when, I, when we parent, like our philosophy parent, as we were growing up was we want to parent with the end in mind. So we weren't so much, you know, working on, um, 
certain things. We didn't want behavior modification. We wanted character transformation. And so that was, that was how we would parent because we were going for the character yes. things more than just the, the behavior. Yes. And I think of the same thing in this, you know, the time is at hand is that reminder that, that we need to be looking with God's eyes and, and living with eternity in mind. And that means, you know, the great commission and God's heart, you know, one is our heart aligned with his, are we walking surrendered to him and repentant? And, and always aligning ourselves with his purposes, because what he cares about most, I want my heart to care most about what his heart cares about right. most, you right. know? Right. And so aligning personally, my heart, and then also carrying out his wishes, which his desires, just like you said, you know, the enemy has this desire for, for all the believers to be gone. God's desire is for everyone to come to saving grace in him. And so to my part in that, as much as he opens doors for me to do it and prompts my spirit to, I want to be leading and discipling others to step into his desire and his will for them as well. And so it's that, you know, to me, when I look at revelation, there is, there is the here and now of, okay, God, what do you want me doing? Preparing? Yes, I'm paying attention, but, but also this big exclamation point of the time is at hand and there's people out there who don't know you yet. And I know your heart is to know, so to know them. And so I want to partner with you in bringing that to be. Right. And so that, that living with eternity in mind, I think is a huge part of it also. Absolutely. Uh, and as we've come, you know, in our, uh, discussion, um, you know, we've talked about the sequencing of it. Uh, uh, Daniel has this one week left, so it's seven years. Mm -hmm. um, it begins with a tribulation that the beast uh, comes on the scene and sets up a one world government with a one economic system, a new one. Mm -hmm. um, and the beast was created by the harlot. And the harlot mm -hmm. is the humans that are, that are working to set this up. Um, okay. And so there's a there's a uh, process because there's and we have organizations you know like the Rothschild Central Banking there's with the uh, Council for Foreign Relations CFR uh, Skull and Bones uh, out of Yale they per I mean you can go to online just right. look them up They're, they state it one world government uh, we hear that right. by the world when the G20 got together they they talk about globalization. Right. Um, let's all let's all operate on a global basis. So the yeah. whole motivation is headed that way. Uh, and and so well, and even as you look at like the World Economic Forum and and their stakeholder capitalism, you know, and their new Davos manifesto that they have online, talking, you know, it's all moving towards one world government for right. sure. That's right. Um, and by the way, there's um, uh, a lot of statements by leaders uh, that capitalism. Is, uh, is not to be embraced, uh, that mm -hmm. um, we need to go a different direction now um, and not, not have capitalism uh, at all. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's, that's a value that people are trying to, you know, leaders who are trying to promote. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the beast is set up, one world government starts the tribulation. Um, uh, there's a mark of the beast that God says, as a, as a remnant believer, don't take the mark of the beast, but remember mm -hmm. there's a false prophet who joins that system. And then one of the 10, that's a 10 unit structure. Mm -hmm. One of those heads is the antichrist and the right. antichrist uh, through his cleverness uh, goes from 10 to seven to five to three to two to one. He's the last one remaining as a head. There's still the 10 unit structure, but he's the head of it. And then he, and it was called mid trib three and a half years mm -hmm. does the abomination of desolation, which is, uh, he now I am God and the, and the right. false prophet has supported that. And Satan is behind it all, uh, to say, yes, you know, worship him, which ultimately means mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to worship me And the world, by the way, willingly does that. Uh, and the only ones, the only ones who don't are the, um, uh, the Jews is Israel, mm -hmm. uh, uh, who by this time have become believers. Uh, and then uh, if there's any, if we're left, uh, the remnant who hasn't taken the mark of the beast and is following God, uh, uh, we're not uh, participating in that, in that either. So, and we've talked about somewhere in there is a rapture. 
mm-hmm. translation. We we who are physically living, who are believers uh, in Christ, um, don't uh, ever see physical death. We get translated into a new dimension, and so we go mm-hmm. through the process. Uh, so we talked about pre-trib before the before this all starts. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Uh, lots of evidence that you know, that may not be true. It's mid-trib. Uh, and then uh, possibly post-trib, where we're actually here mm-hmm. during God's wrath. So what we've talked about is uh, we've come to this place of uh, the seals have been opened, and, and we think a lot of these seals are pre-tribulation, so mm-hmm. they could already be open. Um, then the abomination of desolation, so that puts us at mid-trib. That's when the final seal is unveiled. Okay. Uh, so we talked about that last time. Uh, of Revelation 7, 1 to 8, and it, it mm-hmm. talks further about that. Go to Revelation 8, uh, 1 to 6. Sure. This is the final seal, and it's, and it's opened up at mid-trib. Okay. When the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Then I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. And another angel came and stood at the altar with a golden censer, And he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. Then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and threw it on the earth. And there were peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Um, Oh, now the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so um, the final seal, mm-hmm. remember, this is now happening at mid-trib. Okay. Um, Christ is the one that's unsealing. Remember, John said the only one that can do that is Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we talked about the scroll. Uh, it's rolled up from the end and wrapped up and then sealed, wrapped up some more, sealed, wrapped up. So mm-hmm. number one is on the outside. Right. Then there's two, then there's three, then there's four, then there's five, then there's six. And we've already gone through the six. Okay. He said, okay, at mid-trib, he opens up the last seventh seal. The seventh seal. Okay. Uh, Okay. So in other words, uh, this is it. Uh, Now, it's really interesting. When he opens it up, um, he's saying that um, the prayers of the saints. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, is incense. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. What what the heck is that? The prayers of the saints of the saints are incense, which is the way they view it in heaven. Mm-hmm. What do, what do you what yeah. do you think that means? I have no idea, but I would imagine that's you know when you think about the prayers that have gone before all of this for you know generations and generations and generations praying into the coming of God and, and his, and Christ return, that that is being lifted up. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to see the old Testament imagery mm-hmm. that, um, uh, when they were <clears throat> in the Holy of Holies, uh, the high priest would burn incense. Right. Uh, when he went in to the Holy of Holies or in the same thing, by the way, when the tent of meeting, when, when Moses went in Joshua and Caleb, they burned incense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when they went in there, what were they doing? Communicating with God. Right. And receiving God's truth and understanding his will uh, and uh, demonstrating the truth and the power of God so that what he basically said is that the form of incense, by the way, incense rises mm-hmm. um, and it fills the room and it fills the room with definitely. a with a very uh, attractive aroma mm-hmm. uh, that is stimulating mm-hmm. um, and there's a connectivity spiritually so he basically says that the way they view it in heaven is your prayers uh, rise to them as a sweetness mm. and it's a it's a, a point of communication, and this is why we spend a lot of time talking about prayer. Uh, it's not God, would you, would you, would you? Mm-hmm. It's what is your will? Right. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. What is your will? And then we're going to discuss 
receive and have understanding of your will, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is what we said is the, is the key piece for anybody at mm-hmm. any time is to know God's will. And the incense is that dialogue, that prayer. He said, that's what we see and experience in heaven when you have true prayer. Um, and it's supposed to be pleasant to you and pleasant to us. And then he says, um, so um, I took it, and I took, the, uh, 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 I took it in my hand you know, with the mm-hmm. uh, uh, incense, and um, he said he fills it from fire, mm-hmm. and he throws it to earth. Um, and he said, by the way... Um, these seven angels in verse two were given what? Trumpets. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what does a trumpet represent? You know what the that coming. means? That, right? Well, I mean, it's uh, that announcing the, his power. His... The trumpet was always, and this is Old Testament symbolism that now is attributed to this moment, but it, mm-hmm. was, a, it was a call to judgment. Mm, it, was, okay. it was a call to attack. It was a call to... I'm blowing the trumpet, and that means everybody get ready because mm-hmm. we're we're going to battle, um, mm. and God's judgment is going to be executed with our fulfilling and following His way into battle. Okay. Uh, so, like when Joshua, um, and if you remember the you know the simplicity of the of the first one, Jericho. Right. And well, they blew the trumpets and the walls fell down. They, they blew the trumpet is God's going to act bringing judgment mm-hmm. against the city. Uh, and so trumpets, uh, the, the blowing of the trumpet is a, always a symbol. Mm-hmm. Judgment is here and let's go. We're going to, we're going to battle okay. and God's going to do it. Uh, and he said, so he gave the angels uh, the trumpets uh, get ready to blow it, and then he throws it down uh, to heaven or to earth. And there said there were noises, thunder, lightning, and an earthquake. Mm-hmm. So it's basically saying, uh, and and it, by the way, it's a worldwide storm. Mm. Think about that. Uh, see, it's not just hey, it, it you got you got a, a typical uh, thunderstorm in Denver, right? Uh, or what you experienced there in New Hampshire, which you can get some pretty good. Uh, you know, what I call thunderclappers, mm-hmm. uh, it's worldwide. Right. And it's announcing, this is it. And he throws it to earth and says, this mm. is it. Um, and the angels prepared to blow the trumpets. Right. Uh, okay, so what they're doing uh, is, uh, interesting enough, they don't blow them all at the same time. Okay. These are now sequential. Over what? Over the next three and a half years. Mm, okay. Uh, and it starts with this moment of the... And this is the second half of the tribulation. second half is called uh, okay. uh, the second uh, uh, part of the tribulation, last three and a half years. And mm-hmm. it kicks off with the abomination of desolation. Okay. The Antichrist saying, I'm God, everybody worship me, which, by the way, the earth does. And... Uh, God says that kicks off my judgment now against right. against earth. So and, is that really so it's like that and then the opening of the seventh seal and then the trumpets begin and judgment begins. This is it. Okay. And this is it. Here we go. Um, okay. And now God is bringing his wrath against the earth. Okay. Uh, okay. Now we, we do have a picture of this. Um, think of Moses and Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. What, what, did, what did Moses say? Let my people go. Right. What did Moses say? Or what did Pharaoh say? No. Nope. <laughs> and God said, okay. And then plague, and then plague, and then so, plague. <laughs> so uh, let him know that I'm going to bring judgment mm-hmm. against him now uh, because of that. And so the plagues were God's judgment, wrath mm-hmm. against Pharaoh in Egypt. And they were physical, real stuff that happened that came against them. Now, and this is where, as we look at the rapture, uh, the two possibilities, uh, let's say that if we, are, if we are through the first part of the three and a half years, which all evidence is there are because he says we're persecuted. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we got to be here to be persecuted. So it, right. we, we, we probably, all indications being is that we are going to be here during the first three and a half years. Right. And that the pre-trib rapture uh, approach may not be correct. Now, again, it's not right. that it isn't correct. It's just it may not be correct. There's uh, plenty of doubts to uh, it. So yeah. I would, if you know, from my perspective, what I do is I'm saying, I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to prepare. But I'm going to prepare as I'm if. I'm going to prepare as if it's not, uh, so that yeah. I'm aware of it and know what to mm-hmm. do. Uh, but at the mid trib, either because of God's wrath, mm-hmm. He's going to. Um, rapture us and take us out then leaving mm-hmm. only Israel uh, as the believers on earth because remember we talked about the fact that they're they, uh, the tribes all of them become believers and are sealed right. with with Christ and, and the Holy Spirit or we're here but somehow we're protected mm-hmm. just just like Moses and Israel was protected they were there when they when the right. plagues, when the plagues but came but they were protected but they the never plagues. had the impact of it uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, this is what happens. He said, okay, this is it. And the reason he's bringing judgment is because the world literally is worshiping Antichrist, anti-God, mm-hmm. not God. Right. Uh, and the whole world is that way. And he said, because of that, um, I'm bringing now judgment against the whole world mm-hmm. and the work of the Antichrist. Uh, okay, so uh, he now starts to describe these. Uh, and these are sequential. And as we read through them, just picture that these are going to happen over three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's read uh, uh, eight, uh, first of all, verse seven. This is the first one. Okay. The first angel blew his trumpet, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood, and these were thrown upon the earth. And a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, well, the first one is I'm just going to uh, eliminate all vegetation of a third mm. of the third of the earth. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, you're out. Uh, you're, you're not going to be able to function anymore. So uh, it's possible that people, you know, will not function and or they'll be in serious position. Uh, but they lose their their ability to have food mm-hmm. because everything everything is literally burned up. Uh, now, this a lot of people look at that and say, is that when America is no longer part of the story? Because we're, we're North America, North and South America, we're the third of the earth. Uh, is that us? Oh, interesting. Uh, could be. I had never heard that. Fascinating. Uh, it could be. It could okay. be uh, that uh, hmm. we're not a big player for sure. And is it, are we just consumed by this and uh, a third of the earth hmm. is burned up? Okay, let's go to number two, eight, uh, eight and nine. The second angel blew his trumpet and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea and a third of the sea became blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died and a third of the ships were destroyed. Okay. Um, So remember John seeing uh, and he's visualizing and -hmm. think about if we could go up and be elevated and see on the, on the oceans. Mm Mm-hmm. See, we would, we would see hundreds and hundreds of ships back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and remember, he's seeing big, as we know, these are big tankers. These are big uh, container ships mm-hmm. that are back and forth. And he says, what happens? Well, he, he uh, attacks the, the oceans, and a third of the ships get destroyed. Mm-hmm. which means the people in them get destroyed. So the mm-hmm. commerce gets big disruption. We talk, <laughs> Interesting. We, we talk about supply chain, uh, supply chain problems. <laughs> right, right. What if, one third, fascinating. what if one third of all the ships right now just got, got eliminated right. with all their stuff on it? That's fascinating. I can't help but think when when you say that, and, and this may have nothing to do with it, but I'm just bringing it up. It says something like a great mountain burning with fire. You think about a volcano, yeah, and then it it brings to mind like you know some of the the scientific studies that have been done on La Palma, 
Yeah. And the, you know, the eruption of that volcano right now and what were to happen to the earth if it actually fell off into the ocean and created a big tsunami and the destruction. And like, oh, that really kind of is described. The research they've done is described in yeah. that. So it kind of gives us a picture, even if that is not it, gives us a little bit of a picture of how something like that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can imagine a third of all the animals in the sea, you know, die, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, all by itself, think of the, uh, you know, them floating around and, and they're dead and they're decaying. And, right. you know, it's, it, this is the issue is, as we're looking at these is the, we want to be out before this happens. The, <laughs> the magnet, the magnitude of this is, is unbelievable because, you know, mm -hmm. we can't fathom, we can't fathom. So a third of all the ships in the world are right. gone. Yes. A third yeah. of all the animals in the sea is gone. Yes. Uh, okay. Mm. Go to, go to the next one, 10 uh, and 11. The third angel blew his trumpet and a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood and many people died from the water because it had been made bitter. Okay. So two, number two is oceans. Mm -hmm. Interesting enough, um, except for a little bit of what they call desalinization, we don't get our water from the ocean. Right. Because it's salt water. Uh, right. We can't right. drink it. So Mostly our water source is so rivers here, and streams. And here springs. he's saying um, the third of the water, fresh water, mm -hmm. rivers and lakes, uh, is turned bitter and uh, uh, it becomes polluted mm -hmm. and they die uh, because of it. And it says because it was made bitter and it would be, in a sense, they either die from the disease of it mm -hmm. or they die because they can't get water. Right. And it's, and it's just, it's, they just die because of it. Uh, so a third of the fresh water uh, around the world is uh, made, you know, uh, in a, in undrinkable mm -hmm. and it causes uh, death from the people who are affected by that. Okay. So think about what's happening. God's bringing judgment of things mm -hmm. on earth. And the impact is that the people of earth are dying. Mm -hmm. Really physical death. Um, right. And it's obvious and clear uh, what's happening. And we'll, we'll see the significance of this. Okay, go to number four, 12 and 13. The fourth angel blew his trumpet and a third of the sun was struck and a third of the moon and a third of the stars so that a third of their light might be darkened and a third of the day might be kept from shining and likewise a third of the night. Then I looked and I heard an eagle crying with a loud voice as it flew directly overhead. Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth and at the blast of the other trumpets that the three angels are about to blow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he, uh, uh, he's moving, you know, this is probably sometime during the uh, end of the second year, maybe into the third year. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's saying... Uh, uh, everything, you know, the moon, the sun, the stars, uh, there's a darkness to that. There's something that happens that they don't shine, mm -hmm. which we know when that doesn't happen, there's big, big implications. And the angel flies around the earth. Uh, and what does he say? Verse 13. <laughs> Basically, whoa, watch out, because there's a few more coming and hey, it's going to be even worse. <laughs> hey, you think this is bad. Uh, this is only number four. There's three more coming, and it's going to really get bad. Mm. Uh, you under, you, are you guys understand? You know, it's, are you understanding this? You know, whoa is, is you got to pay attention to this. Now, we'll, we'll mm -hmm. see something here pretty, pretty, and the next time we start, as we pick this up, <laughs> that, and I'll give you a heads up, uh, nobody, nobody pays attention. Right. It's shocking to me. I mean, it's, it's you know, I... I, I, one of the questions I have is, is in, in spite of the absurdity of what's going mm -hmm. on, you're telling me that nobody says, maybe, maybe we're following the wrong guy, mm -hmm. um, but we'll see, we'll see why. Um, mm. And I believe this is part of the, of the transformation that is going on in the world right now. 
where the result doesn't match anything and they're not questioning it. Like for example, right. uh, there are cities that are, that are taking away uh, the police forces mm -hmm. under a thought of, we don't need it anymore, let's do it a different way. Uh, well, guess what? Crime skyrocketing. Crime is going crazy. I mean, it's skyrocketing. Yeah. There, there, there was a, uh, this is to me hilarious, but um, because of what's happening in San Francisco, particularly in Northern California, mm -hmm. uh, they literally, thieves can literally walk into stores and just take it and they're not even, mm -hmm. they're not even challenged by it. Well, there was an article in the, in the Chronicle, San Francisco Chronicle last week, and it said to the population, Probably you ought to reconsider and understand that um, thieves are going to come into your homes and take stuff, but don't be upset mm -hmm. about that. Just let them do it. Um, and don't call the police and don't worry about it because they're not going to help you. And it's like, right. well, wait a minute. Um, does that make sense to you? I mean, <laughs> you know, it, do it doesn't make yeah. sense, but there's a thought of, well, so what? Let's do it this mm -hmm. way. And that's what we're seeing here. See, is that right. with all this just deception, with all this rampant. destruction, yeah. the mentality has mm -hmm. shifted from any kind of a, wait a second, maybe mm -hmm. this isn't right. And interesting enough, there isn't anybody on earth that actually says that. It's shocking. Wow. Me. But, but you can see the, the thing. So remember, last three and a half years, We've now been for four judgments mm -hmm. that are sometime during the first into the second year, uh, maybe the third year, we'll see. Uh, and it's God against the earth. Uh, and mm -hmm. he, he sends it. So we'll, we'll pick this up uh, next week. Uh, we're going to go through these more because you got to, you know, and again, you can kind of see a little bit what they're like. Mm -hmm. But the key is it's massive destruction. Right. Um, and it's physical stuff really happening to people on earth because of it. And we got we to gotta understand, you know, what is that and what's mm -hmm. the implication of that? So we, we will get into that again next time. If you have questions, send it to them uh, at questions at afjministry.com or put it on the YouTube and we'll help you understand it. But uh, we're moving into this second part of the uh, uh, tribulation. And this is God's wrath on earth. And it's kind of important mm -hmm. to understand that. Wow. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing. This is fascinating and um, and important for us to really be looking yeah. at also, yeah. you know. And again, just reminding us to live with eternity in mind, you know. Amen. Yep. And realize that uh, God has a will and, and he'll have for us, he has a way to guide us through that. So uh, trust Absolutely. that. So we'll see you uh, next week and hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving week. And we'll pick up uh, this, this topic again next Friday, a week from now. And then uh, next week, we continue to talk with our series on uh, uh, overcoming uh, worry, fear, and anxiety. So we'll pick that up on Monday. Sounds great. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us. All right. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.